HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by 100 Bogart Street. Do you need a conference room for your next meeting? Learn more by visiting 100bogart.com. Hey, this is Hannah Forden. I'm the program manager here at Heritage Radio Network. This year, we're celebrating HRN's 10th anniversary, and I want to thank all of our listeners and members for being a part of an incredible year of food radio. We never would have made it this far without all of you. So HRN is now in its summer fund drive, and this is when we turn to you and ask that you make a donation to help ensure a bright future for food radio. Whether you listen to one show or 20, there's a reason why you keep tuning in week after week. All of our content is powered by a small nonprofit, and we rely on your generosity to keep going. Help us keep broadcasting the most thought-provoking, entertaining, and educational conversations happening in the world of food and beverage. So become a member today. To celebrate our 10th anniversary, we have some brand new member gifts available online, so I encourage you to snag your new favorite pizza-themed t-shirt or enamel pin today and show the world how much you love HRN. Go to heritageradionetwork.org slash donate so you can snag your 10th anniversary member swag. And thank you. on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Sherry Bayer, and we're coming to you live from Roberta's Restaurant in Bushwick, Brooklyn. It is Wednesday, June 19th, 2019. This is the 218th episode of this series, which is dedicated to behind-the-scenes talents in the hospitality industry. Today, I have a special on-the-road episode from Bali, Indonesia, with two exclusive chef interviews from my recent solo trip. First, as I do in every show, I will start out with my PR tip, and then later we will have two speed round games, and we will close out with my solo dining experience. As the founder of Bayer Public Relations, I'm going to tip the show off with my PR tip of the week. So today's tip is to go local. Think locally and act locally. Make your neighborhood your priority, as it is your community and your home. 
Supporting local not only improves the local economy, but it provides a connection or personal relationship with you and the people behind the businesses, ultimately bringing better customer service plus benefits to your health as you will know more about what you are buying. Sometimes we can get lost in the excitement of the big and the new, but it's important to remember that our neighborhoods will lose their character and vibrancy without local support. So preserve your community and be a localist. That's my tip today. Now, as I kicked off this show and said, I have two special interviews today from from a recent trip that I took to Bali. I was there in May for about a week, and the first interview is with critically acclaimed chef and owner, Will Goldfarb of Room for Dessert, a dessert-tasting menu restaurant on the outskirts of Ubud. Will, who has worked in the kitchens of Fran Adria, Tetsuya Wakuda, Paul Liebrandt, and Morimoto, is originally from New York State. He trained at Le Cordon Bleu prior to working at El Bulli as pastry chef. He had opened Room for Dessert in New York, I believe that was in 2005, before relocating to Bali with Room for Dessert there. Will has a new cookbook out called Room for Dessert, published by Fiden, and he's featured on his own episode of Netflix, Chef's Table Pastry, which came out in April 2018. Now, my interview takes place at Room for Dessert right before I sat down for my solo meal. We were sitting outside in his gorgeous garden where he has over 120 medicinal plants he's grown and he utilizes the garden. He is a very local chef. He's been using more simpler techniques since since his his days back at Obuli, but... um, I have good news and bad news for you. The The good news is you're going to hear this interview I have from Bali. Um, and we we kick it off with uh, his, his Netflix show. The bad news is I'm missing a little bit of the beginning of the interview because it was a, a technical problem I had with a, a buzzing noise that came in on the receiver. And I'm not going to play that back. But basically, we talked a bit about his background. We talked a bit about the menu, but not so much because he didn't want to give me any spoilers before my meal. And um, just as a little background, as I said, 2005 was when he had room for dessert in New York. He then visited Bali in 2008, fell in love with it, and opened room for dessert in Bali in 2014. So he's been there about five years, and he also recently closed temporarily for a couple months and revamped the menu. So I was experiencing what he's the third version, if you count New York City and the first in Bali. So um, sit back and enjoy. This is me and Will Goldfarb at Room for Dessert. I watched your chef's table. Oh, yeah. And you still came. Amazing. I mean, that's I think that's a, a... a very big deal to to have one of you know yeah, have it's, it's, have a um, whole a whole show on you it's and, still surreal and i learned a lot from it i mean the the sourcing or the it's it made me it opened my eyes to to some of the reasons why i think you are here for sure we're pretty lucky here to have all these amazing fresh products and again even since the show we've now gone from where it's an hour away to a minute away so our products are literally, we're standing in the middle of all of our key ingredients, not having to, but, but even as of a year ago, just being able to go an hour and being in a salt field 
pick, getting harvesting our own yeah. salt, making our own sugar, grinding our own cacao beans. Uh, that's pretty rare for any level, let alone for a little rinky-dink dessert bar like ours. Um, <laughs> but but it's just spectacular. It's really we're really grateful. We're blessed with amazing people, amazing products, and it's made it a joy to be here. Would you want to open another another place or? No like reasonable offer refused. I'm okay. still holding out hope for the lease at a 17 Cleveland place to come back around. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, we we're not looking aggressively. We're we just want to make one place that's great, and that takes all of our energy currently. So if that changes, I will uh, watch this space. I'll be I'll try to get back on your show. You're welcome on my show anytime. <laughs> What what advice would you give to someone who wants to be a restaurateur or change your mind <laughs> or open a place in Bali or anywhere in the world? Be I don't know. It's a big move. I have rich friends, <laughs> which we don't. But uh, no, I, I I don't know. I, I I would say restaurants are really hard. Uh, just make sure you love doing it. I, I don't have a consider doing anything else. I love doing it. I, I don't think it's a choice. Yeah. But if but if it is a choice, choose something else. Um, it's super challenging and it can be super fun. And yeah, I just have to be prepared to be, you know, I had this conversation actually in New York with some friends of mine who went a more traditional route, you know, like a pastry chef job, which is a really hard job. And it's like the difference is when, you know, if you wake up every day and you can be open or closed and you have the stomach for that kind of pain, then it's not the worst idea in the world. But if any other condition, it, it is actually the worst idea. Uh, I would just say having, having a good threshold for uncertainty. Uh, and, and if you add then moving to somewhere like Bali, it's like exponentially more uncertain. Um, so it's just about really being passionate about what you're doing. And, but I think that's true for anything. I'm yeah. just lucky. I, st I'm, I still basically just do the one thing I know how to do. So I just keep doing that over and over again. Well, you, <laughs> you figured something out. What's, where do you, do you dine out yourself in, in Bali? Sure. Uh, what, what do you, there's where great, should I go? I just got to town. There's what, great restaurants in Bali. There's great restaurants in Ubud. I like Pika, which is a South American restaurant by Christian and Sina on uh, Jalan de Wisida, which is across from Locavor, which is sort of the fine dining. That's haven. on my list. Uh, Hujan Local is great for lunch. Um, that's next to Senemon Coffee, which is probably the best coffee on island. They grow their own fermented home, roast on site. Mason in Changu, uh, Sangsaka in Seminyak, Kuka in Jimbaran, uh, Kaum in Potato Head in Seminyak. Um, that'll get you pretty square. And we can introduce you to any of those or provide the addresses. Thank you. The Potato Head, the restaurant, someone. Um someone recommended that one to so me as Kaum well. So Kaum is the Indonesian restaurant in Potato Head, which yeah. is run by Wayan Kresnayasa, who's our opening chef from here. Oh, nice. And then we sent him to work for Dan at Stone Barns and then brought him back to open Kaum for, for Potato Head. It's a very small <laughs> universe. It must be. I yeah. feel in New York City. He just City opened a restaurant is. called iGen as well, a seafood place, which is uh, like, you know, 100 yeah. super sustainable. But Potato Head's an amazing venue. Must visit. Must visit. It's on my list. Do you want to play my speed round game? Maybe. Can I pass? 
I'll try. It's I'll so fun sport. you're not going to want to pass because it's a very simple game. Okay. I just name two things or more, uh -huh. such as my example is chocolate or vanilla. Uh -huh. and, and you I pick your preference. That. Vanilla. There you go. I wasn't I, I, I wasn't sure what you were going to go with that. No, I was ready, okay. but I was thinking my samples like a really, you know, good one for you. Very so vanilla. Okay, exactly. Okay. And you'll see some we'll see why tonight. We'll see vanilla. Now, don't spoil it for uh, me. That won't spoil it. Trust. That's not a spoiler. <laughs> That's not the end of Endgame. Okay. Here's the game. Here we go. Eat in or eat out. Neither. <laughs> really? You mean at my restaurant or in someone else's restaurant? You can or interpret these <laughs> questions however you want. Yeah. Just don't eat. Don't eat. It's okay. Or just eat dessert. Just eat dessert. Wine, beer, cocktail, or mocktail? Wine. Sparkling. Preferably. Tasty. Without additives. <laughs> or is it a simple one or the other? I'm telling you, there are no rules to the game. Excellent. And I always love the variety of answers. So so you're doing you're doing very well. Thank you. I'm working very hard. <laughs> uh, tasting menu or a la carte? Both. Small plates or large plates? Medium. I'm not trying to be. Uh, I'm not trying to be um, counterintuitive. I I like large plates, but I like sharing. My wife hates sharing, so medium. Medium. Communal table or chef's counter? Both. Chef's counter for cooking, and serving, and dining, and communal for hanging out. Good answer. Tipping or all-inclusive charge? Both. All, all inclusive is more useful uh, for parity. Tipping is more generous for the customer. Riding around on a moped or riding around in any other mode of transportation? Because we're hearing uh, the mopeds Vespa as they go by. Until my back gives out and then big car. <laughs> what about yoga or? Pilates. 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 Is there good Pilates here on, on the island? Movement matters. New Kuning. All Suk right. is amazing. I, I'm here for the yoga, but maybe maybe yoga I'll barn. take a Pilates Where are you going to do a yoga? yoga I'm, I'm, I'm going to go there. Yeah, awesome. for sure. Yeah, Megan's amazing. Look for Megan. Well, she's, yeah. She, she it's runs place, it? Yeah. I'm learning. I'm learning so much. Okay, two more. Cheese plate or dessert. Uh, depending on the cheeses, cheese board, the whole ride, cheese trolley. Coming from a dessert guy, who knew? We're, we're dessertful, we're <laughs> adequately stocked dessert-wise. Cheese trolley, cheese trolley from somewhere like uh, Marc Vera. All right. So these has been excellent answers. Very, very original and, and cool. Okay, last one is Manhattan or Brooklyn. Or Bali. Queens. And or Bali. Queens. I always, my, 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 my game, I do Manhattan or Brooklyn because. Too easy. I, but yeah, I, I offend some of the other boroughs, but okay. It's okay. I like Queens. There you have it. That was the game. That was a very audible high five. <laughs> 
so I should get let you get back to making some dessert. But um, anything else you you wanna you wanna talk about? <laughs> I'm really excited um, that you're here. We're really excited to share what we've been working on all winter, and then we are about to announce. No, I shouldn't tell you. I won't tell you. But if you call me in December, we'll be able to give more exciting announcements about 2020. Okay, I will follow up. Spoiler free. But, but that, that, that's 2020 is going to be even a bigger year here. Good to know. I guess the other thing I should ask is, what about traveling and events? And are you, how often are you on the road I'm doing I'm trying things? to minimize my event schedule. So I have only three this year. Uh, and next year... It would be a spoiler to reveal more, okay. but it will involve less travel, but not less events. <laughs> That's Great. as oblique as I can get before without serving you food. Look out 2020. Here we come. Well, I'm super excited for you and to be here. I'm, I've wanted to come to Bali a long time, and if I Thank couldn't you. come to your place and see you, it would have been a... A, a letdown because it was a part of why I wanted to come Thank see you. what you're I'm doing. I'm really happy to see you here and it's great to have such a good friend from New York and from the old universe coming into the new universe so we're really excited to have you. Thank you oh, for coming. Great. Thank you so much. This episode is brought to you by 100 Bogart, a new building in Bushwick, Brooklyn, that provides offices, co-working, event spaces, and a brand new podcast recording room. Have you been dreaming of starting your very own podcast in Brooklyn? You can now rent space in 100 Bogart's custom-built podcast room to record interviews, voiceover, and commentary. The room is fitted out with two microphones, mixing board, and a MacBook Pro running Pro Tools. You can rent the space by the hour, and a rental of an hour or more includes a 100 Bogart co-working pass. That means complimentary coffee, tea, and access to your own desk for the rest of the day. So what are you waiting for? Get started on your next audio project. 100 Bogart has the space and amenities you need to kickstart your podcast. Learn more at 100bogart.com or call their team at 718 362 Three five three nine. Welcome back to All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. I'm Sherry Bayer, and this is my special on the road episode from Bali. So I hope you enjoyed my interview with dessert master Will Goldfarb of Room for Dessert. So as I said, I um, sat down after that interview and I had had my meal and it was outstanding. Um, there are three there were three parts to the evening. It started at the Alfresco bar where I enjoyed seven savory snacks. Then I was moved into the back gorgeous dining room where I was at the chef's counter for the main dessert showcase, what I will call it. There were seven epic desserts. And then I was moved into the patio area, and that's actually the patio is where Will and I were sitting to do this interview um, before my dessert dinner. 
and um, then I had seven more little sweet snacks. So I definitely left uh, full. There was there was a lot of food, and it was all delicious. Um, I also did the non-alcoholic pairing that they offered, which was which was excellent. I don't I don't do that that often, um, a, a non-alcoholic pairing with a meal, but it was it was wonderful. So thank you so much, Will, and to your entire team. It's really a special experience, and I'm so glad that that I I I got to have it. So thank you. Okay, for the second half of the show, I now have an interview with chef and owner Ray Andrea Sia of Locavore, and I met him after I had had a solo meal at his restaurant. Um, I went for lunch, and I was sitting at the chef's counter, and uh, we met up afterward and did this interview, and he was so lovely and wonderful. And it was it was an honor to get to know him a bit and interview him. My lunch was a, it's a tasting menu. Uh, is his food features modern cuisine with the finest locally sourced seasonal produce. Ray founded Locavore in the heart of Abud with his business partner, Chef Elka Plasmeyer. Locavore has been named one of Asia's best fifty rest, best restaurants. So. Um, we're going to jump into this interview. We, we talked about uh, his background and, and opening in Bali. It actually starts out with Ray asking me if I enjoyed lunch. Uh, and yes, I did, as I said. And it was, it was seriously one of uh, the best tasting menus I think I've ever had. Like it was really that, that amazing. So um, sit back and enjoy. This interview is about 20 minutes. Here is me and Chef Ray. Yeah, but did you like? Did you like? Did you like? Did you like lunch? I loved it. I really did. I. It was so thoughtful. It, it wasn't even just thoughtful and interesting and different. It was yeah. delicious. Yeah. Which sometimes yeah. I've had tasting menus okay. where it can be really creative, but the flavors aren't necessarily what you want to be eating. But I found every dish was. I wanted to lick the plate. It was really really yes. wonderful yes. uh i highly yeah. enjoyed it cool. and thank you let's talk a bit about your background so i was, I was born and raised in jakarta uh but i've been living I've, I've been living here in bali for almost 11 years uh my parents are from sumatra um, sumatra is one of the uh, biggest island in uh, indonesia um, they, they, they're well known of their Food, of course. You know, uh, Sumatra is one of the spices. Uh, a lot of curry. Uh, but I was growing up in Jakarta. I lived in New Zealand for ten years. That's where I did my uh, formal apprenticeship. And then I moved back to Jakarta because I thought there was time to go home. And then that's where I met my partner. Uh, so it's, th it's three of us. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it's me, Ray, uh, and then Elke is from uh, the Netherlands. Uh, he's a chef as well. And then Adi is our restaurant manager. He's currently in Spain. Uh Hopefully, you will, will see him next month. Uh, so, it's three of us project. Uh, I've, met, I've met Elke in Jakarta 11 years ago. Uh, and then we, we sort of, you know, clicked. Uh, 
and we have been working together since. And you opened before when? Five, uh, November 2013. And was what was the dining scene like here five or six years ago? Five or six, six years ago, of course, you, you, uh, I don't know if you ever heard Mosaic. Yes. Uh, so Mosaic was one of the uh, you know all was one of the uh, restaurants who's been here for a while, and they were doing classic French dining, I would say. Uh, but Ubud itself, a lot of hotels, uh, very, uh, very, very super super casual, you know, very formal. Uh, a lot of uh, eateries, a lot of warrooms. Uh, not many back in the days, five years ago. A lot of, uh, yeah, you have to go to hotel, I think, if you want to go to uh, restaurants. Not many independent uh, restaurants. So, so we used to work in a hotel uh, in, 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 in Ubud. Oh, okay. A uh, place called Alila, just outside Ubud. So, we, we used to work in a hotel. So, uh, Elke was the head chef and I was the uh, sous chef. Uh, and then, you know, we always thought, we always talk about opening our re restaurant. Um, and then we picked being in Ubud because it fits us, it fits our concepts. Uh, and we used to have two vegetable gardens. Now they are not there anymore. Uh, and then we just, we were just riding our bike one day and then we saw this place uh, for rent. And, and then we took it. Yeah, and dining, dining scenes was, uh, like I told you, yeah. A lot, 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 lot of vegetarian dishes, uh, vegetarian restaurants, a lot of retreats, a um, lot of cafes, a lot of restaurants, a lot of hotels, and Mosaic was one of the first and still around for a tasting menu. So has the concept been the same since the beginning where you have two different tasting menus with <laughs> and you're like, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, we were like other uh, most restaurants we, we, we were a bit you know what, what, what I what we had what we had in mind you know first needs to survive um, so was it a tasting menu at the no, beginning we it were, was a la carte you were doing a la carte plus okay. tasting menu oh you're doing both yeah so we didn't make our we didn't make our our life easy back then there were I remember there were uh, no, two and a half two, there were five of us in the kitchen Wow, back in the days. I was counting. Yeah. I don't know. You had at least 10 people yes. back there, maybe 12. Yes. With the amount of yeah. dishes that you had uh, for lunch today. Well. Um, and with the, so if you ordered like, like lunch yeah. uh, earlier, so when you, if you order uh, six course, you will end up uh, 20 items. And how often do you change the menu? We try to change one or two items every Mondays. Okay. It's really depending on feedback, guest feedback, uh, availability of the uh, produce, and yeah, how bored we are with the dishes. But feedback is very important. And uh, uh, the, 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 the seasonality is also important. Uh, yeah, so we try yeah. to do at least once, once a week. Uh, there can be a snack, there can be a sweet snacks, there can be one of the the board items. What was new this week? Uh, what was new this 
because we had an event uh, last week. We had a big event called Trading Spaces. Uh, so we swapped restaurants, so we didn't change anything. Okay. Otherwise, we just... We just <laughs> I caught you then. Otherwise, we just... Uh, it, was, it was full on uh, week last week. And what's been... Are there any dishes that are always on the menu or can't be because it's seasonal? The tomato, the tomato. The tomato okay. is, is, has been there for uh, since day one. Yeah. Amazing. The, the contrast is, of, yeah, of temperatures, is, uh, the flavor. Yeah. yeah, I think it's gonna be difficult to, to to replace. And for me, the tomato is a good ice. It is good dish. Uh, is you know, it's a good transitions from the snacks uh, to uh, to start your course. It's a good icebreaker. Yeah. Uh, let's call it. Yeah, it's good uh, transitions. Yeah, and then uh, and then this. The the sawa the, the rice field I, I, I didn't think you, you you have that thing. Um, um, I don't think so. No, it, it was it was, in, was the, in the longer one. It was the longer one, and then the blini the the smoked egg uh, blini. Oh uh, wow, that the, was that was one that's, tasty that's, bite. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it was very complex for yeah, yeah for a such small, a small, uh, small item. Yeah, so three of those and the the tomatoes be there for day one. The sour, the sour is like three years, and then the smoke, uh, this, the black rice bleeding with smoke emotions, uh, it has been with us for three years, and the rest we keep on changing. Do pe more people do the local boar menu or the what's it herbivore? Yes, uh, it's 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 yeah. In a good day, uh, in a good day, it can be fifty fifty. I wanted them both to be yeah. honest, but I went with the local <laughs> boar. It's always a good reason. It's always a good reason to come yeah, back, right? Yeah, no. Yeah, it, it, it's yeah. In a good night or in like like say yeah. a couple come in, uh, they will have a local boar and a, and a herbie boar, just to share. Yeah, and what about? So I know you've been on the world's fifty best Asia Asia, list. Yeah. yeah. Did you see? Well, first of all, congratulations. It's, that's quite an accomplishment to it's, be a part yeah, of that. Pretty cool. <laughs> did you see? Uh, did your reservations change after that? Did, did it affect business? It's, yes. Um, it was. We sort of already like when we first started. Uh, we were we were doing we were doing okay, and then. Before the 50 best, of course, we had uh, the, the trip advisor was, was, was pretty big, right? Yeah. Here in Bali, so that's that's one of the platforms uh, tourists were looking for right. uh, guides. And then we were top 10, then top 5, then number 1 for 8 months and, and or even a year. And then people are stuck calling up. And then the 50 best, we were included first time four years ago. And then, yeah, you just got busy. Yeah, which is which is I'm not complaining, which is really really good. It's also good for the boys and the girls as well. It's sort of, you know, us being in the middle of Ubud, in the middle of the you know, village. You know, we are acknowledged by a list, which is a big list, the 50 best. Yeah. So that's Worldwide. that's 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 very cool. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think, think you're the only Bali restaurant. Indonesian restaurants. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's also attract business. It also attracts. People from the industry, the chefs, 
right. a lot of a lot of chefs coming over, uh, a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of restaurateur, uh, foodies of course. Uh, so a lot of lot of lot of you know a lot of expect high expectations. You asked me before if the concept was the same uh, five years ago. Yes. Uh, so we, we were doing a la carte plus tasting menu, and then I remember on a festive uh, season, we were always uh, no, we, we want to do a, a nice festive menu, so we we, we do tasting menu, only tasting menu for uh, two weeks, and then it worked out. So no, you know, it. yeah, operational was a bit smooth. Uh, we were not always the shit. Uh, we, 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 and then, uh, then we sort of let's do uh, let's do festival tasting menu. Then. But back, but back then we were still using things like we were you know use local produce, but not Indonesian produce. So we were using things like beetroot. We were using things like fennel, uh, baby carrots. Uh, raspberries, which, right. which, not very Indonesian. They were, <laughs> yeah. They, they are grown here. You know, the farmers grows grow, grows a lot of all this produce because of the demands, right? Because of the hotels, because of the restaurants. So, and then I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't grow up eating beetroot. I didn't grow up eating fennels and and all that stuff. So in our, in our second year, we sort of. Me and my partner, I think, we sort of uh, let's not do it because it doesn't really make any sense uh, for us. So let's do things like you know, what you have for lunch. Right. Yeah. Let's do uh, you know jikama, chayote, uh, water spinach, um, palm, heart of palm. Right. Um, and with dessert and with fruit too. Yes. Because I, up until a couple of days ago, had never had the snake fruit. Yep. And yep. actually, the first time I had it was at your sister restaurant. Oh, cool. Because they bring, yeah, Nusa Santara. Santara. Oh, yeah. At, at the you, end, they yeah. brought it for a, a dessert. Yeah. And uh... yeah, I was... I thought it was so delicious, and then nice. at my hotel they yeah. had it there. But I'm, I, I was like, I love this fruit. We yeah. don't have that in the U.S. No, no, of course not. But that is something that you like, right? Yeah. I mean, if you if you if you're traveling, you will you will you know you want to try their native produce. I love that. Yeah. I love that with traveling because there's so many yeah. exotic fruits yeah. that you don't yeah. that are, are yeah, so think delicious and you just don't. It's regional for us, you know. I yeah. mean, I think raspberry or asparagus is nice. Is best in Europe, maybe in in the States or Australia. Yeah. It doesn't really make any sense if we put uh, asparagus on the plate. Asparagus or, in the U.S. This or, springtime asparagus and chefs get really excited about ramps in the U.S. Yeah, in yeah, April. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. all of a sudden, it's ramp season yeah. and it's everywhere. Yeah, I know one uh, <laughs> chef, uh, uh, Sean Drop. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I know from his cookbook, he likes his ramps. Uh, so are you, tell me a little about your other concepts, so the restaurant I went to and, and where we are right now, uh, the cocktail bar. Yeah. The, uh, these are all under the same umbrella. This of, is always an umbrella. Board? So okay. the first year, 
we only had a lot of work and on the second year we need we needed uh, a, a bigger kitchen because yeah. that's all the kitchen we have that's yeah. that's it's pretty tiny it's pretty tiny i remember we used to broke down a whole pig on a saturday evening there's no prep kitchen downstairs no. that's it wow there's nothing upstairs either open. yeah there was nothing upstairs either it's all the same oh, okay. uh, i can show you around oh, sure. if you have time yeah yeah time. uh and then to go is a daily uh breakfast and lunch and then we do dinner every saturday uh, a three course dinner and then this is number three uh, we open this because you know our barman night uh, rooster not rooster i like the name nice. and it's a beautiful so, beautiful space so our barman uh, raka he's not here right now i just got it from uh, netherlands uh he's super talented so let's you know let, let, let's let's team up with him and then we give him space for it. Do you serve food here or just cocktails? Uh, bar snacks. Okay. Yeah. Local bar snacks. Local bar snacks. <laughs> <laughs> and then we go the place that you went to right. last night. Or, uh, uh, yeah, two nights ago. Two nights ago, sorry. Uh, Santara is all about Indonesian dishes. Dishes from different parts of the island but also lesser known dishes i had uh goat meat nice. skewers yeah cool the satay yeah ah, nice. yeah no, they, so, they were they were delicious yeah so nusantara is, is we don't interfere we, we had a we had a head chef there uh we give a feedback of course and upstairs if you go the stairs to santara uh, -huh. uh we have our own uh, we have our uh, RD space Oh, okay. Uh, the lo uh, call, uh, uh, local app. So it's all on the same street. That's a total of six uh, outlets. <laughs> so so you do have plans to do something else? Too early to say? Uh, a little bit too early to say. Okay. I think the locavore is getting smaller by the day <laughs> because you, know, you cannot do much. The space is tiny. Uh, the kitchen is tiny. We don't have a proper uh, bathroom for guests. We only have bathroom. I think we might be the only one on the on the, on the 50 best list uh, who has one bathroom for our you guests. Have, you have one nice bathroom, uh, and cool. and unisex bathrooms are in. <laughs> sure. So as, yeah. as a solo diner and sitting in front of the open kitchen, yeah. the chef's counter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I yeah. had the best eat in the house. Uh, for you know, me I as well. For, for in me, my opinion. Yeah, for me, it's also the bar counter is really the best seat in the house. Uh, you keep it casual. I, I like it if, if the boys and the girls, they explain. They a little bit of communication with the guests. Uh, that's the, the whole idea about the bar counter. Uh, us interacting uh, with, with, with diners, explaining, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was... It was a treat to dine there and to meet you. Cool. So cool. congratulations. Cool. Thank you. And I look forward to whatever comes next. If we could, if, if I take two more minutes of your time, we could play no my quick speed round game. What Might is speed as well round do is? this. So what it is is I name I name a couple of things and you got to pick your preference, such as chocolate or vanilla. Okay, cool. So it's a game like that. Let's do it. Okay, here we go. 
eat in or eat out? Little, little both. <laughs> okay. Um, eating with the family. Okay. Yeah. Wine, beer, cocktail, or mocktail? Cocktails. Tasting menu or a la carte? A little bit of both. Depends on uh, who, who, who am I going with. Yeah. Who are you uh, going with? Yeah. Not, okay. Small plates or large plates? Always small plates. Uh, uh, so you can you can you can taste a lot. <laughs> Even small plates. Yes, that makes sense. How about communal table or chef's counter? Not easy, but uh, chef's counter. Okay. Yeah. A, a few more. Uh, tipping or all-inclusive charge? No. Okay What? with both. Okay. Yeah. How about yoga or any other type of exercise? I'm I'm doing yoga. Uh, that's because I have, I have a, a bad back. Uh, my my back is pretty. Uh, oh, you're a chef. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yoga. <laughs> so yo yo yeah, yoga. Basic yoga. <laughs> Um, biking around on a scooter or driving in a car? Easy. Biking. Yeah. I don't like culture. driving. Yeah. Okay, two more. Cheese plate or dessert? Oh, you don't make it easy, I think. <laughs> I didn't have cheese today, yeah. though. No, because... Uh, Is there a cheese course sometimes? Uh, we will do it for sure. We are making our own cheese. Of course you are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's a vegetable, uh, it's coconut-based uh, uh, cheese. Okay. Uh, we have them uh, in, in, in the project. Cheese course or, 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 or sweet course? Uh, cheese course and then sweet course. <laughs> okay, last one is Manhattan, Brooklyn, Chicago, Madison, or Ubud. I have to choose you, but I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. So we're here. Sorry. Yes. I can't believe we're doing yeah. this interview. It's, I mean, I mean, you, you, it's you're you going tomorrow. I know. You know. We can always go around and I can uh, show you uh, a little bit of rice field. Cancel my flight. That's... <laughs> <laughs> it's destined to happen, yeah. you know. Um, uh, because we, we, we are super lucky uh, to be... Uh, Nature. Yeah. If you see the first snacks, the leaves and the flowers, mm -hmm. that's yeah, that's something uh, we are. I mean, we just it's there. You know, not only yeah, it's all all the things in the on the place. It's it's from around the restaurants. Well, thank you so much. Cool. Love yeah. meeting you. Are you enjoying this show? Heritage Radio Network has plenty more. I'm Luke Griffin, and I'm the host of Bushwick Podcast. Each week, we share the remarkable stories of how artists, activists, and entrepreneurs collide in Bushwick, a special Brooklyn neighborhood that's changing faster by the day. 
You can find Bushwick Podcast wherever you get your podcasts and on heritageradionetwork.org. Welcome back to All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Sherry Bayer, and I hope you enjoyed my second interview there with Chef Ray Andriancia of Locavore. He was so nice. He did show me around after that interview. We went by his other restaurants, which are all a couple blocks from each other in Ubud. They're very, very conveniently located for him to get from one to the other. Um, it was really a special experience. Uh, apologize for a bit of that background noise, but you know, that's real. We were in his, his cocktail bar and uh, kitchen work was being done. And also just as a FYI, the reason I threw in those, those, those U.S. cities into the speed round of on the last one there was that he had told me before the show that he had visited um, the U.S. and that's where he was. So um, that's why I did that. Anyways, thank you, Ray. It was it was really it was really wonderful meeting you and dining at your restaurant. Okay, it's time for my solo dining experience. So this week, of course, I'm doing one from Bali, and I went to one of Will's picks. I went to Quam. So here's the rundown. The location: JL Pentatenget, number fifty-one B. Seminyak Bali at the Potato Head Beach Club. The concept, authentic Indonesian restaurant with traditional flavors and native ingredients. The chef, Antoine Adron. Why did I go? Because Will and many people had recommended this, this restaurant to me. And I also wanted to check out this Potato Head Club. I mean, what a name, right? So, uh... My experience, uh, I was actually staying at a yoga retreat that was about 25 minutes away, but I went for lunch, I made a reservation, and um, I was seated, it's uh, at, out in the outside area of the restaurant, it's it's on the second floor that's overlooking the Potato Head uh, Beach Club, the poolside, and um, on the waterfront, and um, the waiter told me that most of the menu, which uh, is is... Indonesian cuisine, but he said most of it is meant for sharing. So um, I had less options of what to choose from unless I wanted to really overorder, but um, I figured it out and I had a really great meal. So what did I get? I had the gado gado, which is a specialty of Jakarta, Jakarta, excuse me, which is where Chef Ray had come from, uh, his hometown. And uh, this dish had assorted blanched garden vegetables tossed in peanut dressing. It's served with free-range egg, tofu, garlic crackers, and fried shallots. And then I also had the tuna mas gring, which is from North Maluku. And that was stewed tuna belly with sweet soy sauce, root spices, and palm sugar. And I also got a large bottle of sparkling water. So my take... I loved both the dishes. They complemented each other. The gado gado with its peanut dressing was really delicious. I just love peanut dressing. And uh, the tuna was really fresh, and, and the sauce it was in was, was really sweet and flavorful. Um, it was a great meal. So the ambiance, it's a modern, vast space. It's decorated mostly in, in pretty woods. And um, it was, yeah, it was al fresco uh, dining under, under a roof, but um, with a really pretty setting. 
Perfect for sharing wonderful Indonesian eats. Interesting tidbit. Kwam meets tribe in Indonesia. And this restaurant, uh, they also have a second outlet, which is in Hong Kong. Personal fun fact. So um, I recently had Gado Gado at Cedric and Ochi Van Richten's new restaurant in New York City, which is called Weigh In. And I did reach out to Cedric, too, on some recommendations of Bali and followed uh, his lead on that because his wife, Ochi, is from Indonesia and he's brought these flavors to New York City. And I talked about his restaurant experience um, on uh, episode 207, if anyone wants to check that out. Okay, so the cost of my meal at Quam was $20. That's U.S. I'm converting it for y'all. And would I go back? Yes, if I'm in Bali, and I would go back to Bali, um, I would go back to this restaurant. And uh, their website is Quam.com, and that's spelled K-A-U-M. Okay, so that's the show. Uh, thank you so much to Will and Ray for their time and outstanding hospitality. They both really made me feel welcome and at home, even though I was so far from home. And if you're in Bali, I say don't miss either of these places and reserve in advance because they both do fill up. And uh, yeah, don't miss. So my guests today have been Will Goldfarb of Room for Dessert. You can check out his web, website, roomfordessert.com, and the four is a number not spelled out. And the same with his social media on Instagram, Room for Dessert, and at Will T. Goldfarb. You can check out Ray. His name is Ray Andrancia. He's from Locavore, and their website is locavore.co.id and social media at Restaurant Locavore and at Pacray underscore Locavore. And that's P-A-K-R-A-Y. You can, of course, follow me. I'm on social media at Sherry Bayer, at Bayer PR, at All Industry. My Facebook page is All in the Industry. And my website's BayerPublicRelations.com and SherryBayer.com. All of our shows are archived at heritageradionetwork.org. We are also on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. Many thanks to engineer Matt Patterson, who helped me with the editing of my interviews. And thanks to my engineer in studio today, Amanda. I am back next week with a, a live show at 4 p.m. on Wednesday. I will be interviewing Ellen Bennett of Headley & Bennett. So I hope you'll tune in then. I'm Sherry Bayer. Thank you for being part of All in the Industry. Bye. Everybody gets low, but there ain't no reason to worry about what you don't know. Whether you go looking for the high ground, trying to see what's down that road, but you ain't gonna see nothing. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to learn more about our 10-year anniversary celebration happening all year long, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritageradionetwork. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the heart at the top right of our homepage. 
Thanks for listening.